Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Tuesday, January 10th, 2023. Stand up for your country. Busy news day. We'll have Donald Trump Jr. here. He's got a new project. We'll talk some politics with him. That's coming up shortly. Now, last night uh, in my commentary, I said the USA needs a course correction. So I didn't get into specifics about that. And I got a bunch of mail, which shows our uh, listeners and viewers are very alert, saying, well, what O'Reilly exactly is the course correction? And uh, that is an excellent question, and that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So we start with President O'Biden, uh, O'Biden, President Biden, that was a fraudulent slip on Obama, uh, President Biden being the most leftist president in history. So a second would be FDR because he had to uh, expand the federal government to get us out of the Great Depression. And then we had World War II. So the federal government had an enormous amount of power. And uh, FDR did a lot of public works, as you know, and on and on. But his philosophy, uh, Roosevelt's philosophy, was not in line with the progressive movement today or communism or socialism. He's a big government guy, no doubt about it. 
But Biden, and I don't even know what his thought process is because I don't think he has one at this point in his life, is basically doing what his progressive handlers are telling him to do. And that is veering the country to the left in a fairly significant way. That's why we need a course correction. We don't want to be a left-wing country like the Scandinavian countries or even France. We don't want to govern that way because that robs people of incentives. You know, the American dream is built on hard work and trying to build yourself up in a competitive society. That's not what the leftist societies do. They guarantee you an outcome, paltry outcome, okay? Um, but you do what they say. That's socialism. Okay, so number one, we need a balanced budget amendment. Now, what is that? It's basically Congress saying, we are not going to go over a certain amount, a percentage, 10%, 15 whatever, in our budgetary yearly expenditures. You're not going to get an exact balanced budget amendment, but you can limit it, limit the spending to this percentage over what we take in, we the federal government. Always going to have emergency funds that you have, say China invades Taiwan. It's going to cost us billions, maybe a trillion dollars if they do that. So you got to have that built in. But we need to stop the insane spending here. And just as an example of the insane spending, in his first two years, Joe Biden's administration has spent $6.2 trillion that we didn't have. That's unfunded. $6.2 trillion. And you go, oh, COVID, oh, COVID. Well, Donald Trump in four years spent a colossal $7.8 trillion. And that's a big number, 7.8, but that's over four years. Biden's 6.2 over two. And President Trump said, well, I had to rebuild the military and I had to, you know, get us out of this economic funk and I had to cut taxes in order to do that. Every, every president has excuses and some of them are valid for the way he handles his administration. Biden's excuse is he doesn't care. I mean, there's another insane bill that we'll get to tomorrow. I don't have time for it tonight. Another colossal spending, ridiculous thing. I mean, just keep in mind one thing. Three million taxpayer dollars for a jogging path in Georgia named after Michelle Obama. No. No. The fact that that would be in the omnibus bill is insulting to all of us. Stop. First course correction, balanced budget amendment. Okay. Second course correction is a federal law passed by Congress, signed by the president, banning equity in hiring or school admissions because all Americans are equal under the law. That's what the Constitution says. So we're all equal under the law. You can't have equity, which Biden has promoted all day long, okay, where one group, a selected group or groups with an S, get preferential economic and educational treatment. That's against the Constitution. Well, let's put it in law, okay? No more equity. If you want to help certain groups that are underperforming, that's fine. 
do the mentoring program, Brothers Keeper, all, all of that is good. But you don't force employers or schools to impose preferences. That's what equity is. It's wrong. That's number two. Number three, term limits. It's never going to happen while the Democrats control anybody, okay? But it's needed in this country. We got too many corrupt politicians sitting in there forever. Number four, federal laws that say if states do not enforce immigration law or any other law, they get no federal aid at all. None. That'll put the sanctuary movement to bed. None. Not a penny goes to California, New York, Massachusetts, and the other sanctuary states. Nothing. You don't enforce federal law. Again, federal law is passed by Congress, signed by a president. You get no federal funds. That would be huge. Huge. You can't do it on a state basis, which is why we have this crazy crime problem, because DAs in Chicago and New York and San Francisco and L.A. won't enforce the law. The states are the states. But feds can say no taxpayer money to you, Massachusetts, as long as you're a sanctuary state. Yeah, you see how fast Massachusetts got out of that. Okay, next, new immigration laws, fair laws. I'm for the DACA thing. I think if a kid was dragged here as a baby, a small kid by his parents who were irresponsible and crossed into this country illegally, that kid is not responsible. And he's here and he, she's here and they're ingrained in the system. You give them a pathway, but not blanket amnesty. No. And you enforce the law and you build a wall. New immigration laws. And you make it easier for legal people to get here. You take more. And I take refugees and I give asylum status, but you do it in a right way or you're disqualified forever. Forever. If you're a foreign national and you don't apply for asylum the right way and you get caught, you can never come here. That's part of the new immigration law. Next one, new federal agency, brand new, not attached to the Justice Department or the Federal Elections Commission to investigate all federal election complaints because many Americans have lost faith in our election system. Okay? So we have a brand new agency. If there is a state that has been accused of not counting the votes properly in a national election, that agency immediately goes in. But it can't be attached to the FBI or the Justice Department because that's political. Okay? This new agency might devolve into that, but give it a shot. Okay? And finally, in the course correction, we need to have guidelines, federal guidelines on Americans suing the federal government, okay, for censorship, lack of due process, and bias in the workplace. Say you get fired because you're black, okay? That should be a federal beef, and you should be able to sue whoever fired you in federal court, not state court, okay? So let's be fair about this. So those are the course corrections that I would immediately get into motion. There are others, but all of those are within our Constitution. Okay, they're all 
not hard to pass. There won't be any court cases at the Supreme Court level about them. We already have a great constitution in place, but we're ignoring it. We're ignoring it. And that's why this nation is tottering on the edge of anarchy in some places. We have anarchy. So anyway, I'm glad you guys wrote me. And um, if you are concierge or premium members on BillOReilly.com, you can download what I just told you, which is why it's important to be sign up for a membership. You can, we have transcripts that you can download. You'll have it. Boom. You can refer to it anytime you want to refer. You can spread it around to your friends. Okay, that's the course correction that we need. I thought a lot about this. All right, when I say stand up for your country, part of standing up for your country is when it's in trouble, which it is now, getting it right back. Okay, uh, Biden uh, is back uh, or he's on his way. And uh, I don't know what that was all about in Mexico City. I got a soundbite for you. So maybe you can tell me after you listen to the soundbite from the president, what this meeting with Trudeau and Obrador and Biden was all about. Roll the tape. So there's much we can do, much we have to talk about, and, uh, and I'm looking forward to being able to do it because I'm confident. I'm confident we can get it done. I'm confident we're at one of those moments of a real change in the direction. Get what done? What are you talking about? Nobody knows what he's talking about. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, there's so much more we have to talk. What? What are you doing? Is it fentanyl? Is it six million foreign nationals on your watch in here? What is it? We are confident we can talk about BS. All right. They found some classified documents in the Penn Center in Washington, D.C., which is associated with the University of Pennsylvania. Um, I'm going to hold off on this story because I don't have all the info yet. But it's like the Mar-a-Lago story. Uh, Biden apparently took classified information when he was vice president out of uh, the vice president's office and brought it to his private pen center. But I'm going to wait here. Now, as already a guy named Richard Sauber appointed to investigate, um, the actual documents are far less than the Trump situation. But come on, you know, we said this at the very beginning that every president does this kind of thing. Not on purpose. They just don't know what's in the boxes. But let me, let me see exactly what it is so I can do a fair analysis. Um, Donald Trump, uh, he doesn't wait. Here's what he said about it. Quote, when is the FBI going to raid the many homes of Joe Biden, perhaps even the White House? These documents were definitely not declassified. And that was uh, yesterday at 644 p.m on Truth Social. Anyway, this makes it very difficult to uh, continue this document charade uh, for the Justice Department. Okay, so let's get to Donald Trump Jr. I know him pretty well. Um, He's always been a good guy when I'm around. Maybe he's behaving because it's me. I'm not sure. Big hunter. And uh, my son is a big hunter, so they talk about assassinating animals and all that. I'm not really into that, but um, um, just give you a little profile of uh, Don Jr. So he's signed a deal with Rumble, as in Ready 2, 
which is um, a podcast service. And he's got a new podcast going to debut on January 23rd, coming up fast, called Triggered with Don Jr., an homage to the title of his 2019 book. He joins us now from Florida. So, Rumble, huh? Um, why should yeah. we watch? Why should we watch you? Well, listen, uh, A, I think you've seen sort of the people rejecting mainstream media coverage. I think we've seen all of the bias that's out there. Rumble, uh, as a platform, is one of the few places that hasn't been censoring conservatives. They're a free speech platform. It's, it's sort of YouTube minus, uh, you know, the threats of being put in the gulag. Uh, so, you know, I was an early believer in the platform. Uh, I've been an early believer in a lot of these free speech and sort of even I don't want to say right wing economy, because, again, that's pure free speech. Although I do think there's a lot of stuff going on right now in sort of the parallel economies uh, as people on the conservative side of things understand the total level of disdain. Uh, the left uh, woke corporate America uh, and everyone has for them, I think, for, for many years, it, that disdain was in existence. But the conservative side turned the other cheek and. We said it's okay, but now I think it's been pretty clear, whether it's through the release of the Twitter files, whether it's just watching what's going on with Disney, Netflix, and all of those companies' share prices, uh, Americans, and especially conservative Americans, uh, have had enough. And so, uh, you know, as, as someone who's just been out there, uh, you know, fighting that battle for free speech and against the mainstream media and the lies, and someone, frankly, who's been uh, subjected to a lot of those things, uh, I said, why don't we get out there and have this conversation with people? Okay, so you, are you going to do a uh, political show? I mean, that was going to be most of the time. You're going to you're doing it twice a week, right? Two podcasts a yeah. week. How long will I the podcast be? How long will it be? About an hour, hour and a half. I think with Rumble, there's a unique uh, ability there to actually have sort of a live interactive component, so people can be you know uh, interacting live with me during it. And we can start that conversation, so we can actually be essentially answering their questions into that fan base. I think some of that gets left out a lot and uh, certainly on the cable side of things where you can have that component of really, you know, not just going with, you know, what the talking points are, but having sort of a little bit of a, a free flow. Uh, component yeah. I mean, that would so be I good. If you, have, yeah, if you could have interaction with people uh, live on the podcast, that would certainly be it. Now, are you going into this though, as a conservative Republican? That's that's what I want to know. Is it going to be a political conservative Republican newscast or podcast. I think there will clearly be a political component of that. There's going to be my take on a lot of the stuff that's news of the day at times, but there'll also be people that I'm interviewing. You mentioned sort of you know, hunting and the outdoors. I mean, if there are interesting people in my life that we're going to bring them on, we're going to talk about it, you know, have that sort of fireside chat, much less sort of a traditional media interview, but, but uh, certainly more conversational based. Uh, so, you know, I think people enjoy that much more than sort of just going through the, the typical questions that everyone has an answer to. I think that that leads you down. A much yeah, if you're going to be on for an hour and a half, if you're going to be on for an hour and a half, you're going to have to be uh, entertaining. And that's, that's a pretty heavy lift. We do 42 minutes daily here. Um, but I've been doing this for a long time. So let's get down to uh, the uh, campaign. Are you going to be helping your father with the campaign? I know your sister is not. Um, will you be helping him? Listen, I'm going to be very active in that stuff. I mean, I, you know, for better or worse, I went from being a real estate developer to being sort of, uh, you know, a, a leader in the movement, uh, in the MAGA movement, fighting for those things. Uh, I've taken those slings and arrows for a long time. I'm a believer in that. Uh, and so, you know, I'm going to be very involved one way or the other, whether it's 
you know, active role in the campaign. I think even if I didn't have an active role in the campaign, I'm so out there all over the country doing these things, fighting for various conservative causes and for the people that we believe in within the movement that I'm, I'm definitely going to continue that. That's just a part of my life these days. And uh, I really actually enjoy being a warrior for that cause and for the Americans that. that All right. From so it. you're going to be campaigning for your father in the uh, recent uh, Republican uh, fiasco um, with the speaker. Um, were you happy with that uh, when you were watching Gates and uh, Boebert and the others pretty much sabotaging McCarthy? Did that. How did you feel about that? Well, as, uh, you know, there, there were times, you know, I, I like the end results. Right. I like yeah, the end result worked I, out for Republicans. Not, I think there was a lot more showmanship than needed, and that's because I understand the inside baseball, meaning I knew people on both sides that were in the room telling me what had already been agreed to and what wasn't. And so there, it, there felt like it was like an excuse to create fundraising emails across the board, uh, whereas I, I wasn't, though, necessarily upset with the debate on the floor of Congress before the American people. Uh, I know, you know, 60 minutes, it's an embarrassment. Well, it's an embarrassment that we don't just sort of stamp the pre-baked uh, response of the DNC or the RNC or any of these things. I mean, I, I think we could actually use a little bit more debate uh, on the floor. But, but the, the, two, the two people, Boebert and Gates, who at the end of Friday night were still sitting there when everybody knew it, they got what a lot of what they wanted, but they still wouldn't give in. I'm not even involved with Republican or Democratic yeah. politics. That teed me off. I went, these people are just grandstanding this. I, I think there was a component where it got dragged on longer than it probably needed to. I think they yeah. got the things that they wanted to, and I think that was agreed to beforehand. I like what they do with the movement. I'm friendly with both of them, but you know, I, I think it probably went longer than it needed to, and I think there was an element of showmanship, but you know, that is unfortunately, you know, the nature of the game. So again, I'm happy that the fact that there's this debate, I do think that Kevin will do a good job. I was actually, you know, for someone who's clearly never going to be called an establishment kind of guy, I was an earlier believer in that because I knew the guys on his team that were working on the things that he was planning on doing way before the showmanship started. And I was like, listen, if we get 30, 40, 50% of those things, conservatives are going to be very happy with well, the end results of that. But and it's not going to be easy. With the attack on the IRS and, uh, you know, getting rid of the 87,000 agents. And, you know, but that's our job then to hold someone accountable. If they make the promises. Yeah, I mean, you can put it out it. there. Not going to happen. We'll, we'll do that in a moment after we uh, finish talking with you. Do you talk politics with your father on a regular basis? Are you guys talking politics? I, I do. Uh, th these days, uh, we, we do a lot of that. I, again, okay. I, I'm so does on he the ground in so many of those places, you know, all right. I so you guys are you guys are back and forth in the political spectrum. Does he know now that his uh, power has waned a bit with the American people, according to the polls? And I think it's true. I mean, not to say he can't make a comeback and he, he can't reassemble momentum. He can. not And anybody who thinks he can't is foolish. But right now he's not as powerful as he once was. Does he know that? Well, I, I think I think you see some of that, but I think that's also a factor of time, right? You got you got two years till sort of uh, the next election. That's a long way to go. It, it, it is sort of but a But does he know, does he know where he is in the moment? 
he sees all of the information that's out there, Bill. Yeah, he's a, he's a consummate consumer of everything that's out there. So I'm I sure know that, but that. he I don't know if he accepts the information. See that he sees it. Well, I, think I understand. He's the guy I don't know he, if he, he understands it. when he wants to put it on and when it's time to put it on. I think you know no one's better at that than him. Okay, now there will be a showdown between Governor DeSantis and Donald Trump if the course of Republican politics continues this way. There's no doubt that DeSantis wants to be president. I've always said, I don't know DeSantis, I've never spoken to him, but I've always said to your father, if you guys could have a detente, all right, and kind of ally yourselves, you president, him vice president, with the assurity that he'd be treated like Mike Pence. Mike Pence had a, a good amount of input into the Trump administration, as you well know. Um, if that were the scenario, it would be a lot easier for you and the Republican Party. Have you discussed that with your father? Well, you know, there, there, there is the concept that it's hard to have a VP and the president from the same state right now. That doesn't mean you can't think All you got to do is a Hillary Clinton and, and just drive to Georgia and get an apartment. You know what Hillary did little, here in New York. A carpetbagger action going yeah, on. Yeah, nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to care. Yeah, listen, it, it, it's an interesting dynamic watching a lot of that. What, what's I think perhaps the most fascinating thing about watching some of that right now is uh, watching sort of the the money class of conservative politics right now. They're jostling behind others where they have a lot more control, right? Uh, the, the money class wants a Republican president that's not necessarily greatest for the people, but will ultimately greatest for the guys that control the money. And, and watching that shift, uh, away from Trump because they want a president that picks up the phone and says, how high would you like me to jump, Mr. Uh, donation yeah, okay. guy? Got uh, it. That, that's an interesting thing. And you actually see that even in sort of corporate media where they, they want to be able to control that narrative more than what you can with Trump. And that's sort of the interesting aspect of even the sort of conservative rebuke to America first, which is like they like the idea of it, but not if it maybe makes it a little bit harder for them to get a little bit of a cheaper widget to make more billions. Uh, so, I, you know, watching that play out has been pretty fascinating because, you know, the phenomenon of Trump and America first was so unique and so special. And it was sort of a major shift in conservative politics where they were representing hardworking men and women and the middle class of America, uh, which, you know, they probably hadn't done a good job of before. But watching them now try to grasp that message, massage it just enough, but not really implement those policies because it may not be as good for the moneyed institutions as it's pretty fascinating. I think as people dig more into that, uh, they'll see a pretty interesting narrative uh, taking place, in my opinion. Well, certainly the Republican establishment in Washington doesn't want any part of you, Father. Uh, the Mitch McConnell arm and, and the people. Well, I'm not, are, yeah, I'm not that. even talking about that. I'm talking about the donor class. Yeah, no, but they're, uh, they're so associated. The politics. You know that. The donor yeah, class question. is associated yeah, yeah. with the Democratic establishment in Washington. Which, by the way, will turn on a dime if Donald Trump's poll numbers suddenly rocket. Your donor class will be right back trying to kiss your butt. Now, final question for you. Um, if there is a uh, Senate opening in uh, Florida on a Republican side, um, might you run for office? Well, I don't have any intention of doing that right oh, now. Oh, come right? on. You mind? You want father, to or uh, yeah. someday do you want to run or not? Well, so, someday's a different question. But listen, there's a, you know, I, I do love the game. Uh, okay. You gotta also want to do that. You got to also want to do the day job. You know, I sort of, 
I think perhaps how I've made a name in politics is I'm actually not afraid of doing the fighting part. That's the part that most of the conservatives uh, shy away from. That's the part that they, they sort of just wither and go away and die. We need to be doing a better job of that. But I don't know that I want to necessarily do the bureaucratic part of in sitting in Washington, D.C. and dealing with these folks just yet. Doesn't mean I won't in time. Uh, but right now, you know, I, I like being in the action uh, as opposed to in Washington, D.C. Okay. Now, uh, once again, Rumble is the uh, network. Would that be right? Rumble? Well, yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's you know, it, it's a, another version, let's call it, of YouTube, a free yeah. speech platform. Just so you can go pump, up to pump Rumble, it up. sign up under my name, and uh, you'll check out the podcast. I think you'll enjoy it. Okay. It's free? It is. It January is. 23rd is first uh, podcast, uh, first debut, January 23rd, right? Okay. So uh, after you've done it for about a month, come on back and uh, let me know what you think. And, and, and how's it going? Listen, right? I'll, I'll do it. Well, I want you to watch it. I want to get the critique from, uh, from a master, Bill. You've done a great job of it for a long well, time. Well, you, you know, a, I'm just a neophyte. We'll see it's no spin, awesome though. It's a no spin yeah. critique. You know, when I'm on with Cuomo. That's, that's not, hey, I'm a big boy. Well, when I'm on with Cuomo and I do the News Nation now every Wednesday, and he asked me for a critique. It's brutal. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's private. It was, I would never, ever, you know. But, I, I mean, if you want a critique, I'll give you a critique. But it's not going to be a well, lollipop. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. I don't, I don't want a lollipop. we got enough of that in, in this world. All right, Don. Good luck to you. Um, best to the family. And uh, we'll talk again soon, I hope. See you. Good to be with you. Thanks, Bill. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming, might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt, a billion. Whether you're in the hole for 10000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. 
Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Okay, so the House, um, first thing on the agenda was voting to rescind um, $70 billion in spending okayed by the Biden administration to hire 87,000 IRS agents to terrorize the American public. It's all, it's what it is, um, you know, just going after me. And depending on your assets, if you have more than 100K, all right, on your tax return, they'll come after you. Not, you know, they can't get everybody, but that's where they're looking. Um, but anyway, it'll never pass the Senate can't get it through, but it's symbolic. And so McCarthy sending a message uh, because conservatives hate this. They don't want the big government IRS having 87 more thousand more agents to come and terrorize people. OK, and so that happened yesterday. Now, the big thing in, oh, in 23, 2023 is a recession. I don't know. I mean, it would be irresponsible of me to predict a recession. But if it happens, it, it throws all political parties into chaos because then you're going to have inflation is bad enough. A recession where people are being thrown out of work is a one two punch that'll bring down the Democratic Party. Now, you can't root for a recession because that Americans are going to get hurt. But Goldman Sachs uh, announced that they'll lay off 3000 employees tomorrow. Amazon's already announced that 18,000 jobs worldwide are out. Salesforce uh, has announced that they're going to cut back their uh, about 7,000 jobs there and on and on and on and on. Now, it's mostly tech and Amazon is a manufacturer and a retailer and all that, but they're taking it on the chin the high-tech industry, if you are a stockholder and you have high-tech stocks, you know um, how bad this is. So I don't know, I don't know how it's going to affect the one strong component of the economy, and that's employment. So Biden hasn't destroyed the employment situation in this country. He's not responsible for it because it's covid Um, people coming back and companies gearing up in a different way. So the employment rate is at a historic low. If you want to work in America, you can work. But these are high-end jobs now that are now being eliminated. And if it continues, then we'll get into a recession. So I don't know. So vaccinations for COVID. So Biden has announced that the government doesn't have any more money to pick up the tab. So All the vaccinations that you've gotten and I have gotten have been paid for by the government so far. Now, Moderna says they want $130 a shot once it goes private, which will come this year, but they don't know when. Okay, so if you want to get vaxxed against the latest COVID variant, you got to pony up $130 or your insurance company would have to do that. I'm watching this. This will definitely bring down the vaccinations. No doubt it will. 
And at this point, you know, this COVID thing, it's like a super flu now. But there are elderly people. They get COVID, that's it. Take them off the table. So complicated, but you should know what's ahead. That's why we're in business. We're in business to keep you ahead of the curve in every way. So recession, we don't know. Once I get an inkling, I'll tell you, because then you'll have to really constrain your spending. All right. The only defense against a recession and a possible loss of the job is to really cut back on your spending. Americans haven't cut back on their spending, even in the inflationary times. Most of them are still spending. I mean, the restaurants on Long Island here, the high end ones are packed. They're paying the tariff and that's keeping the economy up, consumer spending. But once people start getting laid off, that's got to come back. And that's what drives a recession. OK, Smart Life, talk about saving you money. So we do this almost every day to give you uh, the ability to keep as much money as you can keep. So there's a website, restaurant.com. That's easy, right? Restaurant.com. This is what you do there. If you go to uh, restaurant.com and you put in your zip code, okay, and then there is in your zip code a list of restaurants who cooperate with restaurant.com. So you can buy coupons for $10 at a certain restaurant. You name the restaurant, but you only pay $4 for the coupon. So you're saving six bucks. And the restaurant has to redeem it for $10. So say you want to go to a high-end burger place. So you put the burger place in and to see if it's on restaurant.com. And it says yes, and you can buy a $20 or a $40 or a $50 coupon for that restaurant specifically. All right. And you pay half or whatever to restaurant.com. And then when you bring it in, you give them the coupon and they take it off the bill. So that's a pretty good deal. And every zip code in the country, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. You're out in the middle of Needles, California. I don't know how many options you're going to have. But you're in New York City or Long Island. You got options. So we figured we'd give that to you. If you use it, let me know. Okay, if you use any of the stuff we give you in the Smart Life segments, and by the way, there are our posts that on BillOReilly.com is another good reason to go there. Let me know how it works. This day in history, January 10th, 1999. What happened? Do you know? First edition of The Sopranos on HBO. Okay, so The Sopranos is uh, a phenomenon to this day. 24 years ago, it came on the air. Tony Soprano, played by the late James Gandolfini, was a low-level mob boss in New Jersey, and he had a whole bunch of colorful people around him. Uh, and the show started very slow. The audience for season one, three and a half million. Season two, 6.6 million. Then 8.9, then 11. 9.8, 8.6, 8.2 in the uh, second half of the sixth season. Now, I like The Sopranos, too much cursing, but the mafia people curse, I, they tell me. It could have been cut back a little bit. Some of it may be a little queasy because of kids who were watching and they were trying to emulate this. That wouldn't be good. But I, I got it. And it was an entertaining program. 
but I hated the ending. Roll the tape. Okay, so there was an implication that an assassin was stalking Tony Soprano, and nobody knows. Um, and when the show just black, it went to black, millions of Americans called their cable providers and said, well, what happened? All it is, it was a terrible ending. You've got to resolve it. If people are emotionally involved, and Seinfeld did that too. Um, You've got to resolve it. I think they left it open because they thought, Mel, maybe we'll come back or whatever, Okay, Uh, but it was not good, just my opinion. So we got a mail segment, and we have a final thought on that unbelievable college football championship game last night in a moment. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast, politics by faith. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine, enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go to the mail. George, concierge member, which means George gets direct access to me. Any problem George has, you can send it to me. Very private. No one will ever know, and I'll try to help George out with it. George says, Joe Biden has the nerve to ask, well, the border, if I could wave a magic wand and fix it, what would I do? Maybe he puts it back like he found it. Very astute. All he had to do is go back to the Remain in Mexico policy that Trump had, and all of this chaos would stop. Tony D., College Point, New York. Hey, Bill, the best concession out of Kevin McCarthy was term limits. I believe without term limits, the USA will fall. Term limits aren't going to happen now. But you try to sell it to the American people. That's what you try to do. You have to build up to it. But it's not. Democrats are never going to do that. Now, could change. Tim Smith, Arroyo Grande, California. I hope you're not getting inundated with the rain out there. Boy. Bill, been thinking about term limits. The problem is that the bureaucracy has no limits. Take Fauci and the FBI being questioned by the Senate. They look at the Senate with defiance and tell them they won't answer the questions because nobody holds them accountable. But term limits would not affect a guy like Tony Fauci, who works for the CDC or the National Institute of Health. That wouldn't affect them. Just elected people. 
Gary Burke, Aurora, Illinois, Barbert and Gates are rock stars. Nobody remember this, you said, Bill, but folks aren't even following it. They will both get reelected. Bobert and Gates are rock stars in a very, very small sliver of America. Okay? That's all I can tell you. Maybe I'm wrong, but what they did, they will never have the respect of their colleagues in the House, I can tell you that. Ever. Um, Wayne Schmidt, Olaf, Kansas, bill typically the last omnibus bill passed that had tons of wasteful spending in it. I'd like to see a rule for Congress pass a bill that every line of the bill has to have a separate vote. Then you never get any bills passed. It would take so long. It would be impossible. Couldn't do it. Dennis Lahiff, Laurel, Delaware. Bill, your piece today says that Biden took an open office. He's talking about my column. All right, my column on BillOReilly.com. That Biden took an oath at his inauguration upholds the laws of the United States. The presidential oath omits that. It is, I do solemnly swear to affirm that I will faithfully execute the office of the President of the United States and will, best of my ability, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. Dennis, 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 Dennis. The Constitution of the United States says that Congress will pass laws and the President must sign them. Once those laws are passed, and signed by the president, they cannot be defied by another president. So the oath of office says, I have to uphold the Constitution. Laws, past laws, are part of the Constitution. Biden's ignoring immigration law. It's a violation. Okay. Um, no spin mugs. Put them on up there. Just got them. All right. Beautiful. We had the Stand Up For Your Country mugs. They almost sold out. I think they're reordered, but we just got these in. You'll love them. And uh, don't forget, on Sunday, uh, Killing the Legends, number 13, on the New York Times list. On Sunday. It's been out since September. It's January. Elvis's birthday was Sunday. And um, I hope you consider the book. I think you'll like it. Word of the day, do not be pertinacious. P-E-R-T, pert, I-N-A-C-I-O-U-S. Do not be pertinacious. Back with a final thought in a moment. Okay, here is the final thought of the day. It's brief. Uh, Georgia beat TCU 65-7 last night in the championship college football game. I felt sorry for TCU. They were overmatched. Um, Georgia was much stronger. And I, I, I didn't watch the whole game because I felt so sorry for Texas Christian University. They did their best. Um, things like that happen in life. We all get crushed. And now you got to bounce back. I didn't think Georgia rubbed it in. They played their, uh, almost their whole team. They knew they were better. I mean, at halftime, everybody knew the game was over. But the lesson is we all get crushed, all of us, in life. And you got to pick yourself up. You've heard this before, but it's really important. When you get crushed, no matter what it is, take a deep breath and you fight your way back. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. And we'll see you tomorrow.
Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming. Might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt. A billion. Whether you're in the hole for $10,000 or $10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com slash bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you.